Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Bing and bong, da bing, bing, bong. It's a jest of all time. Hello, I'm Claire Twenty. James Clement is here also. We ah. are married. This is a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. That's right. And it's very exciting. We're here. We're here to recommend a few things. What movie are you most looking forward to this year? Is it Indiana Jones 5? <laughs> is it Oppenheimer? Is I don't it know what that is. the movie Barbie? I don't. Okay. Controversially. Oh, here we go. I don't really care about the Barbie movie. What? Because as you know, we ha- I hate all films. I know. Well, we've established <laughs> that. No, I, I don't know why that is because the director's fantastic. I love all the things about, you know, I should love apparently about <laughs> love what it's going to say. You should love. I don't know, but I just, I'm not, I don't know, just not interested. Mm, Can't get it up for the Barbie movie, which is, you know, wow. What, what about is. The Flash? Because it actually revisits <laughs> some earlier DC timelines, including both yeah. Man of Steel 2013, a movie I know you've seen, mm-hmm. and the Batman 89 universe, a movie I oh. don't know whether you've seen. Can't really get it up for that either. Mm. I will say maybe it's because I just was never that into Barbie. Yeah, okay. I just was never that what, into You liked it. more magical stuff, didn't you? Yeah, I liked imagination stuff. I liked My Little Pony. Sure. I was into that. But even then, I don't want to watch a movie about My Little Pony. Well, My Little Pony's got a huge fandom, Claire. And I know. like all fandoms. A it's lot of males. also filled with awful people. Yeah, Because when I a know. fandom goes to a certain size. It gets real it's weird. It's terrible <laughs> and impenetrable. Yeah, great. Look, I actually think... I don't know of a movie that I'm really looking forward to this year, to be perfectly honest. I really enjoyed The Little Mermaid, as we discussed. We yeah. won't talk about it here, but we did talk about it on the Weekly Planet, mm-hmm. yeah, well, uh, you, your you, other podcast, you came your on less and you successful one. Less successful. I did. Uh, but no. I thought it was really interesting discussion. Uh, and, and no, let me I just really clarify. The Weekly Planet is not less successful. This is the less <laughs> successful podcast. Whatever. Listeners, you be the judge. Is it quality or quantity of listeners? It's both. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) And again, it is the weekly platter. Everybody who listens to this is a rube. That's what you you said to me. I would never say that. Are you serious? You know how much I love the listeners of this show? (laughs) I know, because they're not as mean to you as they should be when you say things like, I hate movies. I mean, I do get quite a lot of You know what happened if I said, I hate movies on the weekly platter? (laughs) I'd be dragged into the street and beaten to death. But you would never say that because you you love movies. I do love That's movies. That's like basically your entire personality. That's not true. <laughs> I have other pop culture references that I use also. Like, yeah. like I mean, commercials I saw as a movies, kid. Movies, exactly. If you, if you didn't love movies, what what would you who would you, what would you be? What I do. Just like a shadow. Of a, of a person. Well, what, are, what would I love? That is literally Probably the books. Ma- 90% of your personality is movie loving. Thank you. You're welcome. That's totally fine. But I don't really talk to movies about, like, I don't You don't talk, talk about to movies. movies. I don't talk to movies because <laughs> they're not real, Claire. I don't talk to people about movies. Uh, yeah. I've, I don't have the urge to do it, like, in, in real regular world life. that much. I know. But then what you do is you come home and you say, this person said this thing about this movie and I pretended like I didn't know anything about it, but actually I wanted to tell them that in 1984 that was incredibly inaccurate. Yeah, and there was exactly. another movie that came out starring Nobody Michael J. Fox. to talk to that guy. <laughs> so then I have to listen 
when people tell me things that are wrong about movies. I actually disagree. I think people do want to listen to that. No, but people like when you're an expert in something. Well, then they you can just pay like me because <laughs> it's my job. You just like feeling mysterious. No, I don't like feeling and, mysterious. And like in your head feeling I'm like you mysterious. know more than everyone. Nobody thinks I'm mysterious. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway. All right. Shall we shall Do we your tour on? dates. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. So I am going on tour. I'm taking my album, Matrescence, to the UK and Ireland. Wow. Uh, tickets are available now to all of the things. So I will be playing at the Space UK in the Isle of Dogs in London on the 2nd of July. Uh-huh. I will be playing in Exeter on the 4th of July. Whoa. I will be playing in Dublin on the 6th of July. That's a Thursday evening at the Bellow Bar. Ooh, Whoa. So fun and candlelit and cool. I will then be heading to Glasgow. I'm doing an afternoon show at 2 p.m. at the Broomhill Hinland Church Hall. So that'll be really fun. Then on the Saturday, Sunday, sorry, I will be heading, that's the 9th of July, I'll be heading to Edinburgh. I am doing a show in the caves there. It's so cool. It's in Old Town. It's underground. Oh, I met Denver. a comedian over the weekend called Stock Brennan who had done a show there and he said it was totally haunted, mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. you know, I love a haunted building. Do sure. I? Who knows? Let me, I don't know what's going to happen there. Maybe we'll do a seance. Anyway, that's happening on the 9th of July. I am then on the 11th of July, I'm heading to Manchester. I'm going to be playing an evening show that's more like a traditional music gig. It's going to start at 8 o'clock. It's at yeah. the Eagle Inn. I'm going to be supported by two local musicians. It's so exciting. Matthew Carey, he's a beautiful folk singer-songwriter, and then also a band called Volva. They are a string quartet for women. Super cool. Oh. So that is happening in Manchester. Then I'm heading to Petersfield on the 13th of July. I'm playing there at the Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery. It starts at 7 o'clock. That's going to be a really beautiful gig out in the courtyard there. If it doesn't rain otherwise, it'll be in the old courthouse. Very cool. And then um, I am heading to Sydney after that. So the 30th of July, I'll be in Sydney at the Great Club in Marrickville back in Australia. I'd love to see you there. Oh, and one more I've forgotten about. I will be in Basingstoke on the 16th of July. It's a Sunday afternoon. It's at the Willow Coffee House. And it's just like a local coffee shop with a beautiful author, Lucy Jones, who's releasing a book called Matrescence, just ah, happens to be the same title. Cool so that's going to be super key. special too. Yeah, low key. And that's it. That's my tour awesome. dates. I'd love to see you there. For more details, head to claretondu.com slash events. And there's Links a link below. in the below. Tell All right. Enough of that. You go. Um, I was wondering, Claire, uh, just quickly, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. are you hungry? No. Really, because I have two options for you. You can either eat crow or a big slice of humble pie. I was hoping that you – I'm sick, so I was hoping you wouldn't bring this up. No, Claire. Oh, no. I don't care if you're sick. As I mentioned on the Weekly Planet, I was going to make sure that I absolutely (laughs) fucking rinsed you this week (laughs) because if those people – because for those people who know or maybe do not know – Claire and I did a recap podcast called Suggestible in the City about, and just like that, which was the revival series of Sex in the City, and Claire was adamant. She said there is no way in hell due to morals, there's no amount of money in the world that could get Kim Cattrall to return in any form to the Sex in the City saga. And may I remind you, you did wait for every episode of And Just Like That thinking that she would arrive and appear, and she did not. Not in a single one. And I was right in that and you were very disappointed. Well, here's the thing also. And you were adamant it was going to happen. No, I wasn't. I you was. I, I, all I did 
was leave the door open, was say that it's a possibility. And lo and behold, we got news this week that Kim Cattrall, who famously said, fuck everybody on this show who's ever been associated with it, I'll kill you all. She's returning to the role of Samantha Jones. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I know, I know, I'm eating crow. Thank you to everybody who has been contacting Claire via social media at Claire Tonti on Twitter or Instagram or sending an email to suggestible.com or whatever it is at Gmail. I've had many, many people telling me. And I'm like, I know, I know. And also what I will note too is that you've been very quiet around me about it too. And I thought maybe he's just letting it slide. Maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he's doing that classy James thing where he's like, well, I don't really care when you think he's going to really care. No, I do I care. Oh this, is what I, this is what I – Smug James has arrived. <laughs> Mr. Smugbag Sunday movies. I wouldn't have been so smug if you were so adamant, Claire. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's how it's going to work. Oh, this is my suggestible one of them for this week. <laughs> so Kim Cattrall apparently had – Two stipulations for working on this show for returning. One, that this is from an inside source, that she would not act with any of the other women in the show. (laughs) No. You don't think I know this? I know all about this. This is like my bloody Star Wars episode whatever when it all came out. I know. I know all the details. Star Wars episode nine. I went deep. I know. Continue. And the other one was oh, that she did not want to see Michael Patrick King, like, at all. I know. Who's the creative force behind this. Yes. The source added that she will have gotten a shitload of money. It just shows the power of Kim. They still need her on the show. I don't necessarily think that's true. No. But, it, yeah, it, the element okay. was definitely missing. All right. Okay. Let me tell you, do you know, is that all you know? No, 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 no. And even know. though that many fans were thinking she'll be back for the next season, no, no. this is the next season, as in the next, next one, she won't be. She was treated poorly. I'm glad she gets to be the hero. I'm sure it took a lot of massaging to make the cameo happen. Now, HBO have even come out to get ahead of this, to let people know that she's going to appear once yeah. in the final episode <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> I know. And she's probably getting like a million dollars to do it. Okay, so that is thing that I'm hanging my hat on. That is what it's like. I'm I'm salvaging a tiny skerrick of personhood. That wasn't ego. the deal though. I know. All I, know. I, I, I even I mentioned this. I'm I sure know. like there might have been a scene where you look up and she's just at a distance and she I waves. Know. I know. You even just said a hand. A hand. We just her hand. <laughs> I know. It is so, I, I can't believe it. Except that obviously I can believe it. This is how Hollywood works. Apparently millions of dollars. Of course. Millions of dollars. You said to me a million dollars and I was like, definitely more than that. Maybe. Definitely more. It's definitely more. So smart though. In the millions. To hold out and just do the bare minimum. Yeah, I know. Because also it's in, apparently it's being shot just in New York City. Yeah. Apparently she's on the phone in a park and Sarah Jessica Parker is not on the other end of the phone line. No, of course not. No. So she's just like acting into a phone with like some guy on the other end being like, but Sam, I really miss you or something. And she's just like acting hard out. The other interesting thing to note about this, oh, my God, I've gone so deep. Patricia Fields, who did all of the costuming yes. for the original series and is like credited with so much of the success of Sex and the City in terms of the aesthetic and the vibe. But, you know, we've talked about this on the show. If you're interested, head to Suggestible and Sure, the sure, sure. But she has famously refused to be a part of and just like that. However, she is dressing Samantha Jones oh for this God. one scene. Why? And I don't know. Because also, weirdly, when like and just like that came out, there was a photo taken of um, Kim Cattrall and Patricia Fields having dinner. 
So it's kind of like she's the one original cast member. Or like she's not a cast member, but she may as well be. The one in the original, you know, team. Well, the, like, the style was, was the character yeah. itself. Yeah. Well, exa- stop me. Exactly. It was. Come on. I mean, all of I the like, how, big flower I love things. how you want to be like, stop making fun of me. But you're like, no, that's true. Yeah. I know you're being sarcastic. <laughs> I can't help it. That's true. But she, so she's really like the only one from the team who sided publicly with Kim Cattrall, which I find really interesting. What happened and here? So, what actually happened? And I'd I love also, to know. I know. And also, what I find interesting too is that she's agreed to dress Kim for this episode, but no one else yep. on the show. And I feel like that is such a baller, smart move as well on her part because she will have to do maybe one outfit. Yeah, and she will maybe. be paid. It, it will be one outfit. Exactly. She will be paid in besquillions of dollars as well. Yep. So, like between her and Kim, they have. Are they probably per hour of work are being paid more than anyone ever has in the probably. human history? I love for it for the amount of work that they're going to be doing for this scene, and I just love that. Even though it pains my heart that you are right, and I really hate it, <laughs> yeah. and I have to, eat, and I cannot, cannot even bear the thought have you of anyone hearing how adamant I was in the previous Justin in the City about how smug I was about how certain I was. However, I also love this. I say nonsense all the time and people mm-hmm. always be rubbing it in my face. Well, now you get to be rubbing it in my face. See, I never say any nonsense. I'm never wrong. You're so, a big you know. nonsense speller, <laughs> spewer, anyway, whatever. I find this like, yeah, kind of interesting. Also, it's very unclear. It's 25 years actually today um, since Sex and the City first came out. 25 years. Mm. Yeah, there's been all smoke. this stuff on social media. And I watched some of the videos of like the three women who aren't Kim Cattrall talking about it. And it's just so strange because obviously so much of the social media campaign includes Kim Cattrall. Yeah. Because it has to. Well, you yeah, know, like she's so pivotal in the show. So it's just so jarring because yeah. there's like all these like they've got cut together pictures of all of them, the four of them doing all the things that they do, you know, being like, is there anything that you wouldn't say to a man around you? No, there isn't, you know, like all What's this, like, his dick weird. like? Yeah. You know, your standard Sex yeah, in the City exactly. episode. And I had to wonder. His dick's weird. <laughs> it's either too big or it's too small. That's the answer to the question on Sex in the City. baby talk? <laughs> anyway, um, so, and then it cuts to like the three women without Kim saying things like, we're so grateful to be a part of this wonderful show for yeah. 25 years. Happy sex, happy birthday sex in the city. Except Kim's not there and it's very jarring. Anyway, I am going to watch this I show. I love it. I'm going to be away. I love, I know. So annoying. You'll be able to watch it. I'm, I know, I know, but I want to watch it with you. That's like oh, part yeah, of my yeah. joy. I'll, I'll wait, I don't care. I will um I will say this as well. I love that HBO got ahead of it just to be like, do not get excited. Yeah. She's this not like the, coming to yeah, the coffee this, shop. This is the episode she will appear in. She will be on the phone. <laughs> they completely like got ahead of expectations. Yeah. Because if they'd have said, she's returning, and then it was this, people would have lost their minds. Yeah. So completely. it was smart, I feel like, and yeah. also hilarious to be like, She's returning and this is exactly when and how it's happening. <laughs> know, which Don't they, yell at us. Which they never do. What's also kind of interesting, I think, Yeah, they kept as well. big dying a secret. Sort yeah, of. sort of. I mean, you predicted that. Everybody predicted that. I, I mean, I actually really genuinely think they did a brilliant job of that whole bit. 
And it was also a perfectly timed TV death. Yeah, it, it really lined up was. with a real life death of a career. Correct. Yeah, which is interesting, isn't it? And you'd have to think, mm, was there plotting around that? Who knows? Who knows? Strategy. What I will say is interesting too is that Kim Cattrall has said that she has a lot of love for the character of yeah. Sam- Samantha. So it's not that she doesn't love that character. No, she hates or, the people. Yeah, exactly. She hates famously. the people in the show. And also she hated the storylines they gave her. They feel like she felt like they didn't give the her character justice. I mean, the second movie, her storyline is atrocious. Atrocious. It's an yeah. awful movie. But what the what also is interesting, I mean, is it interesting to anyone else? I don't know. But Aiden is back. Yeah. Aiden is back too. He's back to have his life oh, ruined yet, yet again. again. <laughs> and I am really I just like a whipped dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like the shorts for the second season of this show look awful. Yeah. Like I really think the first one I got excited for, I was ready to be disappointed and actually there was a lot of stuff that I loved about first it. First episodes are like, okay. Yeah, we're here. And then it very quickly took a nosedive right off the cliff. There was some great writing as well though. There's even some good new characters. Yeah, there really was. So, But this second season the trailer just looks, oh, Lord, so bad. I'm excited. It's so bad. Hey, listen, that's good. You just got to lean into how bad it is because often like – You'll anticipate something, you know, and you're like, you got to build yeah. it up in your head, but you yeah. got to let all that go. Okay, James, 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 James. But I'll say this. Yes. Indiana Jones, the new one, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> sure. I sure, know James. it will be sure. in my heart. Sure, sure. Because anyway, go that on. always goes really well when we like are adamant about a thing, yeah. potentially. So just roll I with it. have just had an idea. Go on. What if we actually do the Suggestible in the City recaps in real time and we do it over the internet? Because I do that. We could just do it over I mean, my program yeah, probably, that I do and time it. Somehow. We could probably do that. Yeah, because It depends, like, on where you'll be in the world and it depends on if I have correct. the kids in bed. <laughs> exactly. And or, how exhausted you are yeah, yeah, yeah. to be able to do it. But I do – there is a possibility because in the UK, the like 8, 9 o'clock at night is quite a good time for you yeah. to record and then I will be somewhere in the world – You'll be up and Probably ready to go. up and ready to go. I don't know. It depends. Some of the days. And Collins yeah. actually has been saying that he wants more work. So, uh, so it's, it's good, perfect. yeah, because he's the hardest For working him. man in podcasting, Collins. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, that's something we, we could potentially do. Yeah. Or we just wait till I get back. Yeah, But right. I feel like I just like better, after. I feel. I feel so too. And also I just, I just am bursting to talk about it. And maybe we do that instead of regular suggestible. Oh, because we're, we're oh yeah, I didn't yeah. even think of that. Yeah, maybe oh, we should. Away. It's only two and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah maybe we too. should actually. It would only be two episodes. Yeah, because then we maybe don't have three. to um like pre-record them or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. It's a good idea. All so right. maybe we do that. Okay, well, look out for suggestible in the city. Take Woo! two. Anywho, shall we actually get to some real recommendations? That now? was a real one. You've been smug for like. 20 minutes. That was a real one. Oh, my okay, recommendation great. is uh, email Claire and just actually oh, just rinse it. Right, excellent. It hasn't already. Actually, to be fair, as is want the want of our beautiful listeners on this show, everyone has been really nice. They've been sending me things in a way just being like, we're so sorry, Claire, but look at this. Look what's happening. Really? Because I get comments that are like racism isn't real. We have very different experiences on the internet. Do. People are really nice to me <laughs> overall. Super interesting. So I want to talk about two things. 
I want to talk first about, and this is not actually, this is like an anti-recommendation, which I never do. Is it The Idol? No, it's Fatal Attraction. Oh, an ah, anti-recommendation. Yeah, no, but I just think it's really interesting, so I want to talk about it. So Fatal Attraction, you may remember, James, was released in 1987 as a film with Glenn Close and Michael Douglas. At the time, it was a smash hit. Mm -hmm. It's like a psychological thriller. It's fairly sexist. Yeah. Um, And Glenn Close, however, is fantastic in it. Yeah. I is watched it, it recently. Yeah, it is really yeah, good. Okay. It's really problematic. The main Obviously reason, like of the era. Of the whatever, era, yeah. correct, exactly. The basic premise is that Dan Gallagher, who's a married lawyer, gets into an extramarital affair with his colleague Alex, who's played by Glenn Close and, and who's very sexy and like power mm. suity and very much your archetypal career woman, which I don't know if you remember in the 80s, there was sort of like a real vibe undercurrent of like the career woman with shoulder pads as being like a man eater and like. Yeah. Not a good thing to be. You know what I mean? Like there was a, there was a whole lot of sexism, sexism around women being in the workplace and being strong and smart and doing all the things. Anyway, um, and she gets obsessed with him after he breaks up with her and tries to sabotage his married life. And it becomes very clear. And the Why way, would she do that? I know. Just leave him alone. Correct, Leave exactly. this poor man alone. Yeah, it, the, the original film I thought was interesting in that Glenn Close played the character of a woman really on the edge of her sanity beautifully. Yeah. And you weirdly, even though she's terrifying, mm. you also get this sense of someone who's incredibly fragile, who you feel for, who you can see is really mentally unwell and right. unstable. And even though in the end, like she does some really unhinged things, like for example, she boils a pet rabbit um, in a pot. Well, you can eat a rabbit. Yeah. Correct. Wait, alive? Yeah, alive. Yeah. That's not. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. That was good. I don't think you should do that. <laughs> no, I don't think down. it's so good, right? And there's a lot of other things that she does that obviously um, there's a famous line that she says, I won't be ignored, Dan, in down the, like his messaging machine. And, you know, she obviously is, is very unwell. But what I think was so interesting about it is that her performance really led to the film's smash hit success but also a lot of commentary around the idea of mental health and mental illness and how she's never supported. She's just painted as crazy. Right. right? Okay, and yeah. she clearly is someone who has experienced a lot of psychological damage in her childhood, but they never go into that backstory. Yeah. So they don't really flesh out her character enough. And really Michael Douglas is kind of painted as the main hero of the storyline. And this is a spoiler alert, but it came out in 1987. So maybe watch um, it, maybe. If maybe you're watch interested. it. So, so there were two alternate endings to this, which I think is really interesting. And it's, one was, and this is similar to the opera Madame Butterfly, mm. which is kind of, has a similar kind of storyline to the movie, where Glenn Close's character Alex kills herself and frames 
Dan for the murder. Michael Douglas? Yeah. And they originally finished it that way. Glenn Close was really happy with that storyline because she felt like her character was much more suicidal than she was murderous, actually. Okay, sure. The whole time she was really a woman tortured in her own head and mind. I feel like that would probably have been more realistic than the actual ending. Yeah, it absolutely would. And way more interesting. Yeah. Whereas the actual ending, do you remember it? Uh, Vaguely, but I haven't seen it. So Beth, who is Dan's wife, who is kind of painted this picture-perfect domestic goddess kind of woman, Mm. she ends up shooting Alex in kind of self-defence because Alex turns up at their house with a knife. So she murders her in the end. And they put it for test audiences and apparently at the time in the 80s the audiences preferred that ending they felt like the first one they didn't they didn't really like. They felt like it was too much or right, whatever. Okay, but yeah. Glenn Close famously still is really annoyed that they finished it that yeah. way. And also she Glenn Close kind of regrets playing that character as well because she feels like the commentary around it was so, you know, she was really leaning into that trope of the mad woman, really. Yeah. And also a really negative stereotype of career women too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Even though, I mean, obviously it's not saying that career women are um have mental illness, but just no. that there there was a real hatred of that kind of woman. Yeah. And she feels like it kind of leaned into that stereotype. Contributed to that. Yeah. Contributed to that. That so, kind of like she's crazy. Yeah, she's yeah. yeah, she's too much. And and also it kind of painted it like Michael Douglas wasn't or his character Dan wasn't complicit. Yeah. Where actually he was. There was a lot of things he did. Like he had the affair, mm. you know, so but really it's the blame lies squarely with Glenn Close's character, which yep. as we know is a stereotype that often happens in that kind of thing, like the woman is seen as a seductress. Yep. And you're saying that her actions are justified <laughs> is what you're saying. No. <laughs> anyway, it's complicated, but it's a really great movie. It yeah. still holds up. Uh, there's actually a third ending. Where Michael Douglas, he puts on the cape and he goes, now I'm Cape Fear. <laughs> and he flies off. It didn't test very well, but uh, I like it. I think it's the best uh, ending. That's definitely the best ending of them all, yeah. for sure. Is he on like a wire? No, no, he literally flew off. Oh, they, like he learned how to fly. No, no, the Claire, no, I mean within the movie he knew how to fly because oh, he got the cape fear. I know, but that's what I mean. Okay. <laughs> anyway. No, he can't fly in real life. All right, okay. So Don't be silly. Anyway, why I wanted to bring up this movie is obviously because there has been a Wait, I'm thinking of the movie Cape Fear. You really are. I'm like, I'm so confused by where you're going with that. I don't know why. And I laughed because I was like. I get those movies confused. They're completely different. All right, great. Because I didn't know what the hell you were doing. You know what I was thinking? Because I was looking it up. And I was like, Cape Fear, I'm like, okay. Fatal attraction. Yeah. And um and then they kind of came up in like thrillers and whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, I've actually watched Cape Fear. And <laughs> that's why I thought. Oh my God. Thank right. God. Well, thank you for going along with it, Claire. You're I just, welcome. Well, that's good was... to know in real life that you just let me just fall into a trap like that. I just didn't know the reference and I thought I should know this reference from the movie, even though I've watched it fairly recently. <laughs> so, but I thought so maybe you... I'm I've got I'm so sick, my brain's not working, and I was like, I've probably forgotten a reference to a cape, so I'll yeah. just let that go. Do you know what's interesting as well? The director um, recently rewatched it, and he was saying like he watched Glenn Close in some of the scenes, and the way she, you can see her, even though she's unhinged, she is such an incredible actress. Yeah. She has the ability to then immediately you see the hurt in her, like mm. you see her heartbreak, like within yeah. her face, while also clearly not being very mentally stable. And it's it's just, I think, a really interesting look at 
It potentially could be borderline personality disorder is what they're kind of saying, but it's not painted in a good light, even though Glenn Close, I think, does a good job of trying to do that within a script that clearly does not cater for that. Yeah, absolutely. But she's such a great actor for that reason. Anyway, what is interesting is in that context of that movie that did so well and is still a classic, Fatal Attraction, the TV series, has come out really recently starring Joshua Jackson as Dan Gallagher and... um, Lizzie Kaplan as Alex Forrest, who um, was a standout in Fleshman is in Trouble. And she's brilliant. Both of them I really love. So I really was keen to watch. I think I mentioned last week I was really keen to watch. It's on Paramount+. Plus. Unfortunately, it doesn't really hit the mark. What I understand about this show is is that it's not good at all. Yeah, it's not great. (laughs) Or not great. However, do you know what's weird about it? Good cast. Yeah, great cast. And I did get drawn into it. Anyway, and I don't know if that's because I haven't watched a TV series for for quite a while. I don't know if it's because I haven't been that well this week. I don't know, but I, I got into it. Um, mm. It's just there's really it's just not got the same kind of level of yeah depth. I think what's interesting is they is do too have long? some women in the writers' room. It's not even too long. It's more just it's sort of confused. Okay. So I think. In the writer's room, I I read an interview where they were talking about how they wanted to make it a more balanced look at this breakdown over the relationship. I like, yeah, like, well, that's what, like, you were talking about that that's interesting. Yeah, and they wanted to flesh out um, the character of Alex Forrest much more, give her more of a backstory, show why her actions kind of lead to that place, why the affair really sends her over the edge. Right. Um, and they do change, and I, this is a little spoiler, but they do change the ending of the story um, so it's not the same as the film. They put on the Cape Fear. They do put on the Cape Fear and oh they all God. fly off as a as They a group. all fly off. And they say, I didn't think this was this movie, but maybe it is. Maybe it's a blending of Cape yeah, Fear maybe they're like, and Fatal Attraction. But I bet you didn't know we were in the Cape Fear <laughs> universe also. Correct. Do you know what I I got this from Robert De Niro, who's in the movie Cape Fear. (laughs) In my head, which I think actually makes more sense than Cape Fear, I confuse Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct because Mm. they've both got Michael Douglas in them. And there is also a woman that goes crazy over him in both of those. That's classic. So I feel like that is probably a more um, understanding. Yeah. It's so weird as well to me. Watching that and then see, especially I rewatched Basic Instinct a while ago. It is so weird because Michael Douglas is clearly like an older Hollywood execs kind of dream Mm. and then he gets to be with this incredibly like Sharon Stone at like the peak of her Sharon Stone-ness. Yeah. And she's younger than him and it's so clearly the fantasy that goes badly obviously but the fantasy of some older Hollywood executive who Mm. they've put in to film. I just the more you watch some of those movies from the 80s, you realise like how gross it is. These like incredibly aesthetically, you know, beautiful looking women with these like decidedly average older dudes that yeah. it's just creepy. Like the age gap is massive, all of it. And it's just creepy. Anyway, to me. So anyway, back to the TV series. I know I've been talking for ages about this. No, no. It's not that good, but it is kind of interesting to watch it unfold. And, it, you know, it's kind of interesting to do a comparison to see where they've kind of stuffed it up in places. The chemistry isn't amazing between Alex know, Forrest like, and Dan Gallagher. It's just not it's cause it's Yeah, because it's Joshua Jackson and Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah. I don't know if I like even those two names. I'm like, what? Yeah, it doesn't quite. What I say to myself? It sort of works in spots, but it's also like 
some of his de- some of his decisions are quite strange. Like he's they clearly paint him as more unhinged than mm. Michael Douglas's character. But even that goes from like zero to a hundred. Yeah. Like he goes from a fairly rational guy to like a really angry all out sort of like he beats her up. Mm. And it's it kind of you can't really follow it. Like it doesn't really make yeah. sense. I don't know. There's just lots of things that are a bit strange. She doesn't boil a rabbit. Instead, she just calls it a sea bomb and kicks it. Ooh. <laughs> You're like, maybe she should have boiled the rabbit. So it's not as dark either yeah, as yeah, I okay. think the other point It sounds like it's it. missing a lot of the good stuff in kind of changing the story. They left out like key elements that are necessary for that first movie to work. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously the things that don't work are outweighed by the things that, that do, including like the casting and the performances and the chemistry. And- yeah, yeah, exactly. And they don't go far enough in making more of a feminist statement about Alex's character, I feel. They try and kind of talk a bit more about how she's a fragile person yeah. who really needs support, but they don't go far enough. So it still very squarely centres on exonerating um, Dan's character yeah. and it becomes clear that he doesn't actually murder her in the show and so, like, it starts off with him coming out of prison trying to prove his innocence. And so, really, it's still squarely centred on his storyline. Mm. And Alex is still painted as a peripheral character. It takes ages for us to get to an episode where it looks from her perspective. Right. And even then she still isn't given enough of a story, a line around why she does what she does. Like, they do look briefly at her childhood, but it's still quite brief and it just falls a bit flat. Yeah. Anyway, but it's an interesting thing to kind of watch both and compare. I just think as an exercise I found it interesting. It's like watching the movie Total Recall and watching the movie Total Recall 2012. Guess it must be mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. Anyway, over to you. What I did watch is a movie called Blackberry. Whoa, I've heard of this. Blackberry, Claire. Here's the synopsis. Yes. It tells the story of Mike Lazaridis and Jim Basile. Uh, Balsili? I don't know. The two men that charted the course of the spectacular rise and catastrophic demise of the world's first smartphone. Mm. The uh, the Blackberry, of course. Stars Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny, Jay Baruchel, uh, Matt Johnson. It's directed by Matt Johnson with a screenplay by him and Matt Matthew Milner. Now, it's based on the book Losing the Signal, the untold story behind the extraordinary rise and spectacular fall of the Blackberry. Mm. So are you familiar with the Blackberry? I certainly am. I remember it. It was before the iPhone. It was. So it was basically like they – it was introduced in 1999 and and they were very prominent up until the second the iPhone was announced. Our friend, David, had one. He did, yeah, for years. Well, that was because he – he works in finance or whatever. Yeah, I just remember him having it and thinking it was so cool. (laughs) I was like, wow, he's got a real grown-up job. The rest of us don't and he's – well, Got that's a the thing. I never had. I, I I I didn't have the need for it, and B didn't have the money. Oh no, for I had no. You know exactly. Time. I just remember thinking he was yeah. so fancy and had a big corporate job because sure. he had a BlackBerry. He was like the only person in my yeah. life who actually had one. The only other people that had one were people on TV in like Spin City or something. Sure, absolutely, Spin City. But basically, the idea behind the phone was that you could email. Like that was the kind of, and it used it didn't use data the way that we use data now. It used like phone signals or something. They explain it in the movie and I'm not explaining it because I don't fully understand <laughs> it. So it, it's it's the it's the latest in the long line of movies that are like, look at this product. Look at like Air I talked about recently, which was like, look at the shoe. Yeah. We've got to make the shoe for Michael Jordan or I know. I was going to say, did you already talk about yeah. this? But no, you talked about the shoe one. Um, yeah. But this, Object movies. What I love about this one is that the whole thing completely collapses in on itself. 
at its peak, BlackBerry had 46% of the market of phones. Wow. Try and guess what they have now. Zero percent. That's right, zero. They have none. (laughs) The whole thing collapsed. Why would you own a BlackBerry if you had a mobile, like an iPhone? I know, but you'd think that maybe they'd shift to like a a touchscreen, whatever, whatever. But they didn't. They couldn't. So it's basically like they they it, it shows their rise and how um like a and how the you know it's, it's, it's this exponential growth and it just absolutely explodes. But they're also limited by because of the technology of the year in terms of phone service. You can only sell so many before the whole thing would like collapse. So they're so they're limited by that. And Glenn Houghton, who you might know from It's Always Sunny, I know the show that you don't watch. He gets to go just like full manic, angry lunatic, which he's really excellent at. <laughs> so he's really good in it um, as well. Now, looking into it, like there's a bunch of liberties that are taken with like the characters and personalities. Like some people are completely like reinvented because there's one character in particular they don't know what he was, what he's like in real life because he's never given an interview. So they just made up just this, just a personality for this guy. There's a, so there's a bunch of stuff that is not consistent with the story. They build a prototype, which is nothing like the actual prototype, which they presented in the, in the mo- in real life and in the movie. They're completely different, but it's kind of like of, of the brand movies. It's probably, it's definitely up there. Like it's, it's not as good as Facebook, the Facebook movie, which, which is terrific. But I do, what I, again, what I love about it is it's just like, we made this thing. And then like another th- Another company just goes, well, we made this thing. And then they're like, oh, no, <laughs> we're in trouble. Um, but it's, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, not available in Australia, but with VPNs it can be. So, you know, it's on various streaming platforms and the like if you are interested. Mm. I think it might be going to cinemas in some parts of the world. Mm. So, yeah. So, yeah, Blackberry. Blackberry. Cool. All right. Let's check that out. I have. Cool. Uh, do you want to wrap good. it up now? Or do yeah, you do... I think so. Right, it's like cool. 40 minutes. I reckon we save our recommendation for next week because we've both watched a show, but we will talk about it Oh, yeah. It well, I did my week. two recommendations. One was the movie Blackberry. The first one was rinsing you about Sex yeah, in the City. I know. I've sensed it. But no, you right. know what I love, though? Oh, no. One I of the things I love. done. One of the recommendations I have for people yes. is actually to review this show, just like James Foxhound, who Ooh. says five stars. You can just do it in an app, by the way. In app. You can do it via your Blackberry. Via your Blackberry. Uh, James has written a great listen. Claire seems really sweet and James is hilarious as always. Thank you all. That's true. But I like to think it's the opposite. Well, I'm very funny too. And I'm very sweet. You're not. No, you are actually. That's mm. a little known fact about you. You're actually a big sweetie. That's not true. I'm a grub. A little, I'm oh, in my grub era. Do you know my favourite? I feel like I'm in my grub era. My favourite thing at the moment is when we do our daughter's hair and then mm. you look at me and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> she you're looks like, grown up with a little bit. She's got her hair. Do like a little, like a like a little face, and you're like, mm. oh, she's the best. It's so fun. Do you know what we roast parenting a lot, but it's also bloody great. It's great. They're good kids. Everybody kids. should do it, even if you don't want to. That's my recommendation. No, that's no, not no, my no. recommendation. <laughs> Think about it deeply. <laughs> a friend of mine said to me, she's like, "What people should ask themselves is, do they want to live with a fourteen-year-old?" Mm, great point. You know. And and do you, are you willing to like live with that person and walk them through the world and adulthood and all of that for years? It's not yeah. like do you like babies? <laughs> it's like do you want to deal with that complexity and that love and that level of like worry about them? <laughs> Absolutely. It's worth it, but you know, you just think about it. 
On that note, I actually have a very interesting and it's kind of depressing email, but I will want, I do really want to read it because I'm really grateful that this person well, wrote let's in. Let's do it. It's called Suggestible Letter but Without Suggestions and it's by Yura Veliko. So, hey, Claire and James, how's it going? Long-time listener, first-time writer. I came here from Weekly Planet Podcast and really enjoyed listening to you. It's been a very rough year in my life. Oh. I live in Ukraine. And as you may have heard, there's a full-scale war going on. I did hear that, yes. That has been in the news. I I had to leave my home to move to a safer part of the country and it's a nice place, don't get me wrong, but it's tough to live in another city with all the worst news coming at you every day and to keep normal life going. I work remotely as a salesperson and have to chat and smile on Zoom calls while my country gets attacked with rockets and drones every day. All the men between 18 and 60 can't live um, in the country while the war is going on. And every day I have a mixed feeling of shame for not going to the military and protecting my country and fear of being drafted and getting injured or dying. Sorry for making this letter so grim, but I just felt like I really wanted to share it. And not to be all negative, I'm incredibly proud of my people and country who defended herself versus the the much bigger threat that Russia is. I wanted to thank you for your wonderful podcasts. I usually listen to it while I walk with my dog and you always make me laugh and feel so much hope. I think your couple is wonderful, almost as James and Meso. And I hope to find a partner who will share my interests and with whom I can grow old and grumpy. I wish you and your family all the best, Yura. Good. God damn, Yura, that's awful. I cannot, it's completely like outside my range of comprehension, like Mm -hmm. a situation like that. It's so far from anything that I could even. Yeah. Yeah. I know, and I think that's part of it, isn't it, that you realise people going through the atrocities of mm. war, like what's happening in Ukraine. You forget because it's like it's yeah, not Yeah, and we complain about yeah. just like the mundanest things. And But I also think um, what a beautiful letter to write as mm. well because it makes you remember that, you know, what people are going through, they're just ordinary people going yeah. through stuff anywhere and it's just luck of the draw. Yeah, absolutely. The place that you're born and then what's yep. happening in Completely your Completely random. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So thank you so much, Yura, if you're listening to this or writing in. I hope you are enjoying your dog walks. Yeah. And um, we're sending you so much love. I know that's stay not safe. very. Yeah, just stay safe and mm. know that what you're doing, it sounds like is the right thing for you. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Life is complex, hey. Mm. It really is. Challenging. So, um, Especially in that particular situation. Oh, mate, I know. So I'm really glad that the podcast can just, you know, you put a bit of it. a smile on your face, hopefully. 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 Who knows? I'm sorry and about I've... the Cape Fear thing. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. this email in particular, but nobody else. Yeah, just to your uh, Yeah, right, <laughs> You get exactly. a special apology for my... Cool. For my mixed and yeah, and Yura, I am sure properties. that you will also find someone to grow old and grumpy with, Absolutely. just like I have with this grumpy. You, you just got to find the grumpiest person you can and latch onto them. Correct. Mm. Exactly. All right. Thanks, everybody. Though. Thanks, everyone. See you next week for this another suggestible. Correct. Thank you to Collings for editing this week's episode and to Maisie for running our socials. Woo. And you too can write into the show at suggestiblepod at gmail.com. We always love to hear from you, and it's um. Yeah, really special to hear from people all over the world, actually. It really is. Yeah, I feel really grateful. So sending lots of love to everyone. Thank this you week. very much. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.